You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. You can listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. This is an In-House Production. Hello, and welcome to The Preacher's Corner. I am your co-host, Lady Fanita Mayberry. Today I wanted to discuss the foundation of prayer. And it was brought on because I've been reading um, this book entitled The Intimacy, Purpose, and Power of Prayer. So one of the things that stuck out to me in the book um, reads like this. For many Christians, prayer has become a mundane, boring, or tedious task to do each day. However, it was meant to be fulfilling enriching and empowering time spent in the presence of the father i want to stop right there because i can identify um, with the feeling of prayer becoming mundane or um, tedious or feeling like a job or something that we have to take time out to do I, i was guilty until i realized that this should be fulfilling me enriching me and empowering me in such a way because I am spending quality time with the Father in the presence of the Father. In order for us to grow in our relationships with Him, prayer must become a core function of every believer's life who desires to become a disciplined follower of Christ. If you have any uh, reservations about being a disciplined follower of Christ, prayer is the foundation. There is so much discipline following prayer because you have to take time, you have to make time for prayer on a daily basis. And then most of us, because we don't have a relationship with him, we're speaking to someone we don't really know. Then you're taking time out to pray to a God that you cannot see. But once you build that relationship, that intimacy, that rapport with God, and you realize who he is and all the ways that he's made and the doors that he's opened already in your life, prayer becomes fulfilling, enriching, and empowering. It doesn't seem so mundane, but prayer is a must. In the Bible, it is discussed in several passages how the disciples wanted to learn how to pray. And in all of the passages that were mentioned, one thing that they all had in common is is the inference and implication that prayer is personal and intimate. Prayer is a personal and intimate act. You cannot depend on anybody else to pray for you if you plan on building a relationship with God. That's like going into a relationship with a male or female and you have your friends to call that person for you to say, hey, you know, such and such want to take you on a date. But you never build that rapport, that communication is lacking 
then you'll never get to that place of intimacy in that relationship. Same way with God. You have to talk to him. Prayer is practiced in one form or another in all religions around the world. But it's one thing that I have learned. Prayer is not always done. We are one, um, we are a generation, we are a people who claim to love God, but rarely ever speak to God. We go to church, we'll shout the house down, we'll read the Bible, uh, we can quote the scriptures, but prayer is the most um, unvisited, unattended part of every service. Because prayer, it doesn't get you any kudos with people, but prayer will get you kudos with God. (laughs) In my book, it asks a question. It says, why did they have to ask Jesus to teach them how to pray? The simple answer to this question is that the Father will not take us where we are not ready to go or where we do not express a desire to go. The fact that the disciples asked him to teach them how to pray was the expression of that desire because they desired to talk to God. They had something on the inside of them that yearned for communication, for that intimacy with God, that he wanted to take them to the next level. The Bible says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. There is no way you can go to God in prayer and he not show up and show out. I like this part of the book. It says, it was really about their relationship with Jesus. It had nothing to do with them learning how to pray, but everything to do with their relationship with Jesus. At the time that this event occurred, John was already dead. So what they were expressing was that they wanted to be able to carry on a legacy of Jesus, much in the same way that they had seen John's disciples do with his teaching. He wanted them to get a vivid and clear demonstration of how they were to be when he was gone. He wanted them to realize how the impact of setting the example will cause others to have the desire and the appetite for God. John left a a legacy behind, showing his disciples how to be hungry, have that appetite for God, how to lay over in the middle of the night when everybody else is sleeping, how to get up at three or four o'clock in the morning in your prayer posture, in your closet, seeking after God. He said it was important to him to leave a legacy behind that they would lay out before God. When Jesus was teaching them how to pray, he wasn't merely giving them information about prayer. He wanted to bring them into the consciousness of who God was to them and then who they were to God. I thought that was so good because 
I think that there's a place in prayer that people have to realize who God is to them and then who we are and what we mean to God. That'll solidify, that'll help you to have that appetite of prayer, to want to take five or ten minutes out of your day just to say thank you not to ask for anything not to come before God begging but to say Lord I just thank you for waking me up another day for giving me an opportunity God to operate in purpose and and the plan that you have for my life that's a desire that that has been planted on the inside of us So likewise, when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he was showing them how to have such an encounter as he experienced in prayer, rather than just giving them information about prayer. It had to do with the personal embrace, intimate interaction, and application of that knowledge on how to put it all together. The Hebrews believed that the knowledge was intimate and personal, which upon reception and application would have transforming, life-changing, and far-reaching ramifications. That is really what they were asking for when they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. Lord, have mercy. Through prayer, transformations take place. Through prayer, your life is changed. There are things that are changing and falling off of me through prayer. Not just by fasting when Jesus said that those sometimes these things come out by prayer and fasting. He could have just said fasting if prayer wasn't important. But prayer is foundational. Prayer is where it all begins. Now, there is no wrong way to approach God in prayer. But I believe that what I was taught coming up, uh, my mom taught us how to pray in Acts. That's A-C-T-S. That is adoration. Just letting God know, Lord, I thank you for being my Lord of Lord. I thank you for being Adonai. I thank you for being Elohim. I thank you, God, for being the ruler of all creation. God, I thank you, God, for being the great I am. And then confession. God, I'm nothing without you. I thank you that it was your blood that covered me. It was your grace that kept me. Thank you for being a keeper. Thank you for sending the Holy Ghost as a comforter. And then thanking him for all that he's ever done in your life. All the ways he's made. All the doors he's opened. The things that he's protected you from. And supplication. Thanking him for what he's done for your family. Uh, laying out before God for other people. For those that are sick. Those that are shut in. And then thank him in the end for taking time out to listen to what you have to say. But don't forget, at the end of every prayer, make sure you take time out to listen for God. If you're speaking to him, you can bet your bottom dollar he is going to speak back to you. I just want to... encourage you today that if you don't have a prayer life start out with five minutes Uh, we call it tag time alone with God take five tag minutes and just build from there 
a relationship, intimacy, personal embrace, and watch things start happening. Watch that transformation take place. Watch life-changing events. Watch that far-reaching uh, ramification begin in your life. The Bible says that uh, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. It talked about in my book how uh, when John died, he wanted to leave a legacy that people would have an appetite for God. And that is simply what prayer is. Having an appetite for the Father. I pray that you were blessed uh, by this segment of the Preacher's Corner. Please make sure that you subscribe to the Preacher's Corner. Make sure that you like this video. Leave a review. Um, let us know if you like the um, our segment on today. And if you would like to hear more about prayer and fasting, we pray that you were blessed and go in peace. This is an in-house production.